Hello and welcome to Daily Prayer today for June 30th, 2021. I'm Reverend Aaron Ochart. Glad that you are with me. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. We pray to you, O Lord, you hear us in the morning. At sunrise we offer our prayer and wait for your answer. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. O Lord our God, we give you thanks that through the gift of our baptism you have poured out your grace upon us and claimed us as your beloved people. By the power of your Holy Spirit, help us to love and serve you always and to love and serve one another. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our readings for today are Psalms 65 and 147, verses 1 through 11. 1 Samuel 12, 1 through 6, and then on through to 25. Acts 8, 14 through 25 and Luke 23, 1-12. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 65 Praise is due to you, O God in Zion, and to you shall vows be performed, O you who answer prayer. To you all flesh shall come when deeds of iniquity overwhelm us. You forgive our transgressions. Happy are those whom you choose to bring near to live in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, your holy temple. By awesome deeds, you answer us with deliverance, O God of our salvation. You are the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas. By your strength, you establish the mountains. You are girded with might. You silence the roaring of the seas, the roaring of the way, their waves, the tumult of the peoples. Those who live at earth's farthest bounds are awed by your signs. You make the gateways of the morning and the evening shout for joy. You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide the people with grain. For so you have prepared it. You water its furrows abundantly, settling its ridges, softening it with showers, and blessing its growth. You crown the year with your bounty. Your wagon tracks overflow with richness. The pastures of the wilderness overflow. The hills gird themselves with joy. The meadows clothe themselves with flocks. The valleys deck themselves with grain. They shout and sing together for joy. Psalm 147, verses 1 through 11. Praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God. For God is gracious and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. God gathers the outcast of Israel. God heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. God determines the number of the stars. God gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. God's understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the downtrodden. God casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. God covers the heavens with clouds, prepares rain for the earth, 
makes grass grow on the hills. God gives to the animals their food, and to the young ravens when they cry. God's delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor God's pleasure in the speed of a runner, but the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear God, in those who hope in God's steadfast love. 1 Samuel chapter 12 Samuel said to all Israel, I have listened to you in all that you have said to me and have set a king over you. See, it is the king who leads you now. I am old and gray, but my sons are with you. I have led you from my youth until this day. Here I am. Testify against me before the Lord and before God's anointed. Whose ox have I taken? Or whose donkey have I taken? Or whom have I defrauded? Whom have I oppressed? Or from whose hand have I taken a bribe to blind my eyes with it? Testify against me, and I will restore it to you. They said, You have not defrauded us, or oppressed us, or taken anything from the hand of anyone. He said to them, The Lord is witness against you, and God's anointed is witness this day, that you have not found anything in my hand. And they said, He is witness. Samuel said to the people, The Lord is witness, who appointed Moses and Aaron and brought your ancestors up out of the land of Egypt. Now therefore take your stand, so that I may enter into judgment with you before the Lord, and I will declare to you all the saving deeds of the Lord that God performed for you and for your ancestors. When Jacob went out and went into Egypt and the Egyptians oppressed them, Then your ancestors cried to the Lord, and the Lord sent Moses and Aaron, who brought forth your ancestors out of Egypt, and settled them in this place. But they forgot the Lord their God, and God sold them into the hand of Sisera, commander of the army of King Jabin of Hazor, and into the hand of the Philistines, and into the hand of the king of Moab, and they fought against them. Then they cried to the Lord and said, We have sinned because we have forsaken the Lord and have served the Baals and the Astartes, but now rescue us out of the hand of our enemies and we will serve you. And the Lord sent Drubaal and Barak and Jephthah and Samson and rescued you out of the hand of your enemies on every side and you lived in safety. But when you saw that King Jehash of the Ammonites came against you, you said to me, No, but a king shall reign over us. Though the Lord your God was your king, see, here is the king whom you have chosen, or whom you have asked. See, the Lord has set a king over you. If you will fear the Lord and serve God and heed God's voice and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, and if both you and the king who reigns over you will follow the Lord your God, it will be well. But if you will not heed the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then the hand of the Lord will be against you and your king. Now therefore, Take your stand and see this great thing that the Lord will do before your eyes. Is it not the wheat harvest today? I will call upon the Lord that God may send thunder and rain, and you shall know and see that the wickedness that you have done in the sight of the Lord is great in demanding a king for yourselves. So Samuel called upon the Lord, and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day, and all the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. 
All the people said to Samuel, Pray to the Lord your God for your servants, so that we may not die, for we have added to all our sins the evil of demanding a king for ourselves. And Samuel said to the people, Do not be afraid, you have done all this evil. Yet, do not turn aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And do not turn aside after useless things that cannot profit or save, for they are useless. For the Lord will not cast away God's people for God's great name's sake, because it has pleased the Lord to make you a people for himself. Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you, and I will instruct you in the good and right way. Only fear the Lord and serve God faithfully with all your heart, for consider what great things God has done for you. But if you do so wickedly, you shall be swept away, both you and your king. Acts 8, 14-25 Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of the Lord, they sent Peter and John to them. The two went down and prayed for them, that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for as yet the Spirit had not come upon any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Now when Simon saw that the Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power, so that anyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, May your silver perish with you, because you have thought you could obtain God's gift with money. You have no part or share in this, for your heart is not right before God. Repent, therefore, of this wickedness of yours, and pray to the Lord that, if possible, the intent of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are in the gall of bitterness and the chains of wickedness. Simon answered Peter, Pray for me to the Lord that nothing of what you have said may happen to me. Now, After Peter and John had testified and spoken the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem, proclaiming the good news to many villages of the Samaritans. And from Luke 23, 1-12. Then the assembly rose as a body and brought Jesus before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this man perverting our nation, forbidding us to pay taxes to the emperor, and saying that he himself is the Messiah, a, a king. Then Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered, You say so. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and crowds, I find no basis for an accusation against this man. But they were insistent and said, He stirs up the people by teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee where he began even to this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he heard that he was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him off to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad, for he had been waiting to see him for a long time, because he had heard about him and was hoping to see him perform some signs. He questioned him at some length, but Jesus gave him no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him. Even Herod, with his soldiers, treated him with contempt and mocked him. Then he put an elegant robe on him and sent him back to Pilate. That same day, Herod and Pilate became friends with each other. 
Before this, they had been enemies. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, we have in our readings continuation from 1 Samuel. Samuel uh, has now, they've sort of claimed Saul as their king. Um, There was this military campaign, and he gains sort of the prestige. He shows himself through through this task that he is up for it, and everybody's really excited. And Samuel takes this opportunity to remind them just exactly what they have done. You have chosen a king for you, even though the Lord is supposed to be your king. Even now, serve the Lord. Now, even even more, you are not free from the lessons of the past. And he goes through um, telling the story of of Moses and Aaron, telling the stories of the, the judges that God rose up, of the nations, the other nations that God had raised up against Israel to, to teach them a lesson to to cause them to turn back to the Lord instead of worshiping other gods. These judges that God raised up to defeat these enemies um, list several of them, and I will include Deborah because he does uh, recount Barak, but the judge in that story is actually Deborah, the the female judge. So just to to mention that. Um, And says, you know, God has been with you. God has supplied you through all this. And now you have spat in God's face to ask for a king. But God has given you a king. So now, even now, continuing on, you need to serve the Lord. And guess what? Your king needs to serve the Lord too. If you as the people or you as or this king that you have chosen, whoever that might be, does not serve the Lord, worships other gods, then bad things are going to happen. Um, God is going to withdraw the protection that God gives to this people. Not that God is, you know, going to punish them sort of specific, like um, in a bad way. It's, it's more the sort of uh, getting back on track. God is going to continue to get, try to get you back on track. And if your king is not righteous, which, spoiler alert, a lot of them are not going to be, then you're going to have national, that's going to have national implications. And he shows forth God's power with this, you know, thunderstorm that comes in a time of the year that normally thunderstorms do not come. And the people grieve and they repent and they say, you know, we've done all this wickedness. And, and Samuel says, God will continue to be with you. Just be with God. Continue to serve God. Don't worship the other gods. Um, so, just a, rem- a kind of a reminder of this Deuteronomic story that we've been hearing, right? Turn back to God. Turn back to God. Turn back to God. And just because now the leaders are the kings instead of being the judges, that does not mean that the, the basic overall story is not the same. That God desires this people to worship. And if this pers- people do not worship, then God will 
allow others, other nations to attack them and, and to get them back to that worship of God. So that's, that's where we are. Acts, we continue on. So Philip has gone to Samaria, has made a lot of converts. There's this man, um, Simon, uh, the magician. Word of this gets down to Jerusalem, to the apostles. And so Peter and John go and, and investigate. And they see this great group of believers. And they pray for them that they would receive the Holy Spirit. Because at this point, these these Gentile, these Samaritan believers have not received the Holy Spirit. And so Peter and John lay their hands on them and the Holy Spirit comes down and the Holy Spirit is manifested here in this church in Samaria, in these people who are not strictly speaking Jewish. Um, That's a pretty big thing. But you notice the Holy Spirit does not come until Peter and John, it's it's an act of kind of Peter and John, or it's, it's, um, that's the thing that sparks it. They pray for the Holy Spirit to come upon these people, and so it does. Um, that, that is important for a lesson that we will have on Sunday. Meanwhile, we have this man, Simeon, who is used to, he's been this magician, he's used to tricks, he's used to, like, he likes power, maybe, um, and he offers Peter and John money in order to gain this power of granting the Holy Spirit. In his mind, this makes sense. In his mind, this is a trick. In his mind, there is, you know, something. This is a power that you can grant to someone else because it's a power that you have and you can somehow teach me or give it to me. So I'm going to pay you money um, to, to do this. And Peter goes off on him and just rebukes him very hard. He says, no, how dare you ask for this thing? How dare you think that this is something that you can pay money for? How dare you think that this is some some power that we have? This is the power from God on high. God grants it to us. God allows us to have it. um, But it is God's power, not ours. So God, who is able to do immeasurably more than can be asked or imagined, who can give you great punishment eternally, pray to God that that would not be given to you because you dared to ask for this thing. And Simon repents and says, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I did not understand how this all worked. It's a reminder that sometimes we go into these things, right? We see the things of God and we have a mindset that doesn't necessarily line up with the mindset of God. And we make assumptions about how things work. And we can even do this today, right? We come into the to the world. Um, I was I was thinking about uh, it, when we were doing our lesson on Acts, talking about um, the the disciples and the apostles all kind of living in this communal lifestyle. And our minds go, "Oh, well, that sounds like socialism," or and then that's refuted by capitalism, right? There's there's this sort of that's the duality that we have in our minds. Well, that's that's not what they're talking about there. Neither of those work. Um, they, it, maybe it sounds more like one than another, sure, but it's not socialism or capitalism. It's neither of those things. It is a different thing altogether, and our brains just can't figure it out. And sometimes we can speak first like Simon and, and not really think through what we're saying 
and go with those assumptions and get ourselves into trouble. <laughs> we can make assumptions that are not good ones. And so our call is to see what's what God is doing in all of this. Not necessarily all those assumptions and things that we bring to the to the table. Then we have uh, Luke 23, Jesus again before the Sanhedrin, they bring him before Pilate, the the Roman governor, and say, we want this man to be put to death. Pilate investigates him, doesn't see anything wrong, sees that he has this ability because um, Jesus is a Galilean to send him to Herod. So he sends him off to Herod. Herod is just happy to, to visit with this guy. Jesus, who he's heard all about, sends him back to Pilate. Um, and we have all this sort of pomp and circumstances back and forth, this sort of, um, you know, Jesus is being carried across town and then another place and here over there. Um, and it's all this, again, this sort of like kangaroo court. If they're, if these leaders are not getting what they want, they're going to bring him to somewhere else. Uh, eventually they put him in a elegant robe and uh, as a mockery of his, this kingship, and they sent him. A couple of things to note that the, the, the chief priests and scribes, the way that they talk about Jesus before Pilate is very telling, right? They say things like, he said not to pay taxes. People are saying that he's a messiah. He's a king, right? They're saying these politically charged things because that's what they want. Uh, Pilate to to say something about and to put him to death for this sort of insurrection, this political thing. And it absolutely was a political thing that Jesus was doing, but um, not in the way that they're expressing it. Um, the other thing that's really interesting and I just love about Luke's account is Herod and Pilate before this were enemies. And because of Jesus, right, after this, they become friends. Um, both fairly terrible people, <laughs> but the fact that there's this friendship that is started and these two people come together in, in this sort of mutual relationship because of Jesus, it's, it's interesting. I like it. Anyways, let's go ahead and join our hearts together in prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. Eternal God, we thank you for being with us today and for every sign of your truth and love in Jesus Christ. Especially we thank you for all works of Christian compassion. The good earth that is our home. Examples of wisdom and righteousness. Energy and strength to share your love. Each new insight into your grace. People of God, for what else do we give thanks? We give thanks that Beverly is continuing to recover from cataract surgery. And that Anthony, Lynn's father, is home and 
continuing to recover. Gracious God, we remember in our own hearts the needs of others, that we may reach up to claim your love for them and reach out to give your love in the name of Christ. Especially we pray for Orthodox and Coptic churches. Those subjected to tyranny and persecution. Those who are outcast or strangers. Those who offer welcome and hospitality. The renewal of those who despair. People of God, for what else do we pray? We pray for David, a friend of Jan Ann's, who is recovering from bypass surgery. For the family and friends of Ben, a co-worker and teammate of Dennis's. For Kathy, a friend of Jan Ann's, who is hospitalized with a severely broken leg. For Sally a friend of Sandy's who is diagnosed with cancer. Jimmy, who is recovering after open-heart surgery. God of all who worship you, make us one with all your saints and with any who are in need. Teach us to befriend the weak and welcome the outcast that we may serve the Lord Jesus Christ and live to offer God glory. and his holy name we pray. Amen. Let us continue to pray using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with us all. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for daily prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else, click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, johncalvinchurch.org. Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church USA 2018 edition, and our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible, Daily Lectionary Readings. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a blessed day. We'll see you next time. Bye.